This is the Actors Room. Welcome back once again. This is episode number 12. And today we discuss Morgan Freeman. This is a spectacular artist, one that is truly inspirational. And I cannot wait to dive into Morgan Freeman and discuss it with you. Here we go. Give a listen. Right. Whew. Boy, I got to tell you, it has been a week. Just a lot going on. And you know me by now. If you've been listening to all my episodes, you know how I could be. If there's something on my mind or bothering me, I will not hesitate to bring it up. But today, as I am recording this podcast, this episode of this podcast about Morgan Freeman, um, it almost didn't happen this week. It's just been one of those weeks. But I did the best I could today. Very busy day. I uh, finished up my research. Got it done. I don't know how the hell I did. But I did. It's done. It's ready to go. And thank God I was able to sort of push through this week. Because I was this close to just going, you know, I'm just going to either delay it by a few days. Which I don't want to do. Or I was just going to do it like a filler episode where I was just going to talk just for a little while about something else and not highlight an actor or movie. But I, I barged through, I, I, I got it done, and I'm kind of proud of myself about that. I just am. So here we go, talking about Morgan Freeman. And before I do, man, today was the day of the shooting in Las Vegas. And it just kind of got to me today. I couldn't even get up the courage to look at photographs or see footage. I, I guess there's footage out there you can look at about what happened to these poor people. And as far as I know from this, uh, as I'm recording, like over 50 people died and like 200, 300 people were injured, if that sounds right. I mean, that is so unbelievable. What is going on in this country? These lunatics with guns are just, what is going on? I mean, I understand this stuff happens. It's not the first time, and it's definitely not going to be the last time. But I'm just so tired of hearing about it. And more and more, we are becoming scared in this country. There's going to be people not wanting to go to concerts anymore. Because they don't want to get shot at. I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of affected me. And just the, this whole week has just been sort of stressful. A lot going on. Work's been busy. Uh, you know, um, this time of year... We have allergies. Uh, I have allergies that are really bad. I have bad sinus trouble. And my uh, oldest daughter, Madeline, she has it even worse than I do. This poor kid. She got up in the middle of the night last night, about 3 o'clock in the morning. And she walks in, and her eyes are just red. And I'm, I mean, it came out of nowhere. She was fine the whole day. I was struggling yesterday with my allergies just the whole day. I thought I was just getting a cold. But it's, it was just my allergies because today I feel better. I got a good night's sleep and everything. But, you know, Madeline's been struggling and just a lot going on. But we are going to make it a good day. Talking about this inspirational artist, Morgan Freeman. And when I went over some of the actors or actresses that I wanted to highlight this week, and there was about a dozen that I had to pick from, right? So I'm kind of going over the names. I'm like, okay, yeah, man, that would be great. Or, you know, she would be great to do. I, I think maybe I'll do that. And Morgan was not even on the list. I was just sort of doing something that day. And I had an actor that I had that I was going to do. And, you know, I'm just kind of going through my day. And he just, like I said before, just popped right into my head. And I was like, wait a minute. Morgan Freeman. Yes, that's it. I'm going to do Morgan. So here we go talking about this spectacular artist. But before I get into Morgan Freeman, I would like to state my name, Jeff Tarowski, and this is The Actors Room. Thank you once again for listening. Where did you, um, where did you learn to speak so beautifully? <laughs> is this something that you worked on or just from your family? Were they... I don't even know what you mean. Well, I'll tell you what I mean. <laughs> 
even, uh, you know, I loved the electric company when I was a kid. And, <laughs> and on that show, you were, you know, you, you were the easy, you were easy reader and you would, and the way you spoke was, uh, it just sounded like, uh, it just sounded great. And I assume that you got that from, I mean, like the way I speak is like that of a clown. So this is what I got from my family. Whereas I assume your fa you must have a, a, I don't know. I went to school <laughs> to be a, to study how to be an actor. Uh huh. And in that school, Los Angeles City College, uh, I had a voice and diction instructor who was uh, very good at his job. And so you had to learn to speak and sound your final consonants. So you Things actually like learned that. something in college. That... I learned how to drink beer out of a funnel. <laughs> well, I, I was old. How old were you in college? 22. Oh, wow, yeah. That's yeah. It. So you started college when you were 22 years old. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. But I only went for about 20 minutes. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was an intense 20. Whatever you learned in that 20 minutes worked yeah. out well. Gotta love Morgan Freeman, right? Just a great guy. And uh, in, in playing off of uh, Jimmy Kimmel really well in that interview, um, just a, a fascinating guy. Um, and a very notable uh, quote from him, or just in explaining to Jimmy uh, about the fact that he had to learn how to talk correctly. Um, I'm sure that he had a good base of a voice to start that process well. Obviously, you got to have the right pipes, so to speak. And Morgan Freeman took acting classes. And when you're in an acting conservatory, um, <clears throat> like I did at the Playhouse and at the Academy, you have uh, different sorts of classes to take. It's just not acting, okay? Uh, you have uh, a couple of acting classes, yes, but you also have um, you have a, a, a voice class which uh, concentrates on singing. You have um, movement class, and that has a couple of different areas. Uh, one of them might be um, learning about uh, something called an Alexander Technique. They teach you how to walk. They teach you how to stand. Uh, a lot of people, they say, don't know how to walk properly. Uh, you're not distributing uh, your body weight in the correct way. So they teach you how to stand up straight and how to use your uh, instrument to the fullest ex extent, so to speak. Uh, making your uh, body like an instrument that I've mentioned before. So you would have... Uh, movement classes and then you would have to uh, have ballet classes I it was so funny seeing the guys in class having to put on tights and things like that I felt so uncomfortable I hated every second of ballet it just was horrible just horrible I, I didn't want to take ballet but they felt it was necessary so I had to put tights on and oh my god I, to this day I think about it and I just cringe it was just it was funny too but horrible mostly. Uh, so you had to do some ballet. Uh, we did, we uh, concentrated on yoga classes. I struggled a little bit with that. Uh, interesting, but not my bag. Uh, the teacher that we had was very into it. And she would actually like lay on you when you're doing these uh, positions. You'd be, you know, uh, cross-legged and whatnot, stretching out your body. And she would just lay out on top of you and force you to go into places that just some certain people weren't supposed to go. It was very painful. You would reach a certain nirvana in a way that they would say with yoga, reaching your chakras and whatnot. And this was so long ago. And I remember it very well. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. Maybe it's something I might dive into in the future. My wife sort of touches upon yoga and it's a great way to exercise. I get it. Maybe in the future I get back into it. But this is an, another example of an acting conservatory or acting school uh, touching on a bunch of different things to get your instrument going in all the right places. And this is what Morgan Freeman did. He had a teacher at the uh, L.A. Conservatory, and it's voice and speech class, they call it. And uh, they're prominent in most colleges and conservatories when teaching students how to become working actors. 
And um, I didn't quite understand that concept when it was being taught to me. Uh, the teacher has you doing some unusual exercises and also explains there is a correct universal way to talk and you must master it in order to be a good performer. Uh, there is a way to tune your body and voice in order to make it produce beautiful sound. The way God intended your voice to sound. So they would tell you, listen, you have many, they would call walls, uh, whether they were psychological walls or physical walls, that blocked you from giving your full potential. So these schools would do the best they could to knock down these walls. We all have them. They're a defense mechanism. Uh, and they teach you to break those down as much as you can in order to let you be, have your full potential. And your voice is one of those things. So I think that the teacher in Morgan Freeman's class saw his potential and realized this guy can have one hell of a voice if it's crafted the right way. They teach you that diction was important. You want the audience to understand you, right? Well, that's kind of important. When you're on stage, you want the audience to understand what the hell you're saying. So I got that. It's like, okay, I understand now uh, why we have these classes. Uh, we need to be heard. Uh, sometimes you would lay on the ground and hum, feeling your voice fall through your body and onto the floor. Uh, the resonance was interesting to discover. Uh, the voice in speech classes taught us how to breathe correctly as well. Isn't that funny? Breathing has a lot to do with your voice and how strong it can be. Breathing properly is important. And this skill is not easy to perfect. You would think it would be. But it's not at all. But Mr. Morgan Freeman did. One of the few beautiful voices anyone has ever heard. And we are going to learn about Morgan Freeman. I even love saying his name. Morgan Freeman. Love it. I, I was watching a movie he was in the other day called Outbreak uh, with Dustin Hoffman. And it hit me that he was going to have to... Uh, be a big part of this podcast because he is truly inspirational. Uh, there was like no discussion in my mind about it when he popped in. I was almost done with my research on Meryl Streep and I started thinking ahead and, you know, leaving it open like I mentioned before. And like he just popped in. And I, was, I was so happy about it. I don't know why. And like the same thing with Tom Hanks. I never even thought I would be doing Tom Hanks and why I haven't done him yet. So when Morgan popped in there, I didn't hesitate. I said, yep, that's it. And that is the next actor I'm going to do. Uh, Morgan Freeman's distinctive voice may be his trademark, but his acting ability is just as honorable. One would imagine that this wonderful actor has been blessing us with his presence on the screen since the early stages of his life, right? But no, he didn't. He didn't land his first major film role until he was 50 years old. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Now I remember watching him. When I was a kid. On the electric company. Jimmy Kimmel brought that up. Well I remember. I love that show. The electric company was a great show. I even preferred that over Sesame Street. So I don't know if that's rare or not. I don't know how many kids actually prefer the electric company. Over Sesame Street. But I did. I love that show. And Morgan Freeman was a big part of that show. He was easy reader. But anyway. His, his late emergence into the elite status of Hollywood. Has given us the audience. Memorable screen performances. It's his presence that draws us in. And keeps us there. Waiting for the next time we see him. And his words. Morgan Freeman was born. In Memphis Tennessee. On June 1st 1937. His mother was a school teacher, and his father was a barber. He was the youngest of five children. Morgan didn't stay with his parents for very long. As he was a baby, he was given to his grandmother and moved to Charleston, Mississippi. The young boy moved around quite a bit. He would find residence in Greenwood, Mississippi, Gary, Indiana, and Chicago, Illinois. Morgan's father was an alcoholic. And his mother decided to leave him. And I'm talking about the mother decided to leave 
Morgan's father. Morgan was still living with his grandmother at this time, and he was around six years old. His mother missed him and wanted to bring him home. So when the grandmother passed away, Morgan's mother took him back in. They ended up back in Greenwood, and this is where Morgan attended most of his schooling. He found himself being drawn to the movies. This was his love. At an early age, he found himself being intrigued with film. He went to the movies as much as he could. And his first performance was at the age of nine when he took the lead in an elementary school play. But it was an incident in middle school that would change his life forever. And this is such a a cute story. Here it goes. Morgan played a joke on a girl that he liked in school. He pulled the chair from underneath her as she tried to sit down, right? And of course, she missed the chair and hit the floor. Ouch. Well, Morgan got caught for the little prank and was punished. But instead of the normal punishment of detention after school, he was given and told that he had to participate in the drama competition. He took on the task and showed his natural talent. He was so impressive that he took home the state title. How about that little story? I love those little stories. I love how it creeps up on you. You're doing something, something happens, you get in trouble for it, and you sort of get, you know, sidestepped into this this acting thing where it it became a punishment. But I see it as a teacher going, well, instead of throwing this kid into detention, um, you know, go go do a drama a play or go do a drama competition. Go do something constructive, imaginative. Do something good instead of sitting in a little room uh, uh, falling asleep. And believe me, I've done it. I've been in plenty of detentions in my life and that's pretty much what you do. You sit there after school for what, an hour? And they want you to study. But you know, maybe you study a little bit. But I remember just sitting there being pissed because when I got detention, My dad was like, well, guess what? I'm not picking you up. You get to walk home. So I was pissed at the fact that I had to walk home from school. (laughs) You know, because I I grew up in the suburbs, man. Yeah, I didn't walk anywhere. I walked around the neighborhood. But if uh, you had to go to the market or you had to go to the school or you had to go to the store, you know, whatever, uh, you hopped in the car and you went. So me having to walk from the high school to my house, which was, I don't know, maybe, what, two, two miles, if that, down a hill. It wasn't like I was going up the hill. I actually hit just going down the hill, which helped. But, you know, we drove everywhere. And then I got a shock of my life when I moved to New York City. I mean, that's all I did was walk. And I enjoyed it, actually, after a while. It's nice to walk. And now that we live in the suburbs again, you know, we have a dog. And my wife and I and the kids, we enjoy just going for a walk. It's so nice. Okay, I'm getting off topic again. Back on track. Here we go. Morgan Freeman. Morgan graduated from Broad Street High School in 1955 and received a partial scholarship at Jackson State University. It was a drama scholarship, but he turned it down. Most were very surprised at this decision. So why did he do this? Here's a shocker. He wanted to be a fighter pilot. Why not? So he enlisted in the U.S. Air Force. But the Air Force wasn't what he thought it would be. He got quickly frustrated. The option of becoming a fighter pilot was not available to him. So he found himself being assigned to be an automatic tracking radar repairman. Not quite as exciting. Uh, Not the glorified position he wanted, right? Uh, He had actually rose to the rank of airman first class, but soon realized that it was time to move on from the military. Plus, he decided that being a fighter pilot would mean he had to shoot people down and kill human lives. So that thought made him think twice about what he wanted to do with his life. He was determined to find his way back to his other love, the stage, when he moved back to the States. It wasn't an easy road, of course, but it was his determination to keep working and working that led him into the man and actor he has become today. He may not have been a star right off the bat, But he worked his ass off and worked as hard as he could to get to where he is today. He got his first exposure on stage in an all-African-American production of the musical Hello, Dolly. And then 
he embarked on a remarkable stage career in the 1970s and 80s. I am going to go ahead and break down his stage resume the best way I can. Here it goes. He received a Tony Award nomination for his performance in The Mighty Gents in 1978. He won two Obie Awards for playing a Shakespearean anti-hero in the New York Festival in 1980. Morgan then won yet another Obie for his performance as the messenger in the acclaimed Brooklyn Academy of Music production of The Gospel of Colonius in 1984. In 1985, he won the Drama Logue Award for the very same role. And now, this is important. Morgan created the role of Hoke in the prize-winning play Driving Miss Daisy, which brought him his fourth Obie Award. And if you don't know, the Obie is on par with winning the Oscar, only it's for performances on the stage. In the middle of doing all this stage work and keeping himself sharp, he also appeared in some noteworthy films. One I want to point out is Brubaker, starring Robert Redford, and I really like this movie. Uh, this was in 1980, and his performance was evident. He is a bit off his rocker, but it's, you could see it even then that there is something going on with this guy. And Brubaker is a movie of note. Robert Redford's in it. It's about it's a prison movie. Robert Redford, uh, he plays a character that is a warden, actually, and he goes undercover in his own prison to kind of see how things really go. And it's just fascinating. I enjoy movies like that. I don't know. Am I weird because I enjoy prison movies? I, I, I don't know. I just find them interesting. I just do. And Morgan Freeman played a... I mean, he was a prisoner, and he was just out of his mind. He actually uh, got one of the other prisoners in a headlock and looked like he was just going to rip his head off. I mean, he was completely insane. He was, like, singing all kind of weird things. But you can even see it back then in 1980. He wasn't a star yet. Far from it. But you can see it back then. He had something special. Also, as I mentioned earlier, he was in the children's production uh, TV show called The Electric Company, one that I loved. And uh, I remember it was just awesome. I liked it. It was a great show. And it also had uh, Spider-Man on there. And I was a huge Spider-Man fan. So I never missed The Electric Company. And that voice, like I never forgot his voice, even back then, Morgan Freeman's voice. Uh, That show aired from 1971 to 1977. He would appear on television in shows like Texas, Ryan's Hope, The Marva Collins Story, Death of a Prophet, and Another World. And if you recognize a couple of those, are soap operas. But it was his performance on a movie called Street Smart that everyone took notice. This performance proved how amazing this man really was. And I want to play you a clip from the film that co-starred Christopher Reeve and Kathy Baker. I want to set it up for you, though. Freeman plays a pimp and, of course, is downright intimidating. One of his girls, played by Kathy Baker, confronts him about leaving the business. Well, his character wants nothing to do with it. I've been, um, I've been thinking I'd like to do something else for a while. Oh, really? Like what? Um, brain surgeon or something? Look, you're doing what you do. Problem is, you ain't been doing it too swift here of late. That's your pal, the reporter there. He's not my pal. He thinks he can hide from me in jail? I can reach him anywhere. Anywhere. And you're trying to play all sides, no, just like... I'm yes, not. you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I am not. What, are you raising your voice to me? Just leave me alone. Hey, girl, let this I told you to shut up! Oh. What's, uh... What's going on here? Are you going to start running this outfit or something? I just... I just wish I could have some time to figure some stuff out. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 but... Why now? I mean, I thought that was my job. I mean, what, you, you're changing positions? Can't you just leave me alone? You want me to leave you alone? Huh? You want me to leave you alone? Yes! Yes! It's a crazy 
You bitch. You crazy, crazy bitch. You got a problem, baby. You got a serious problem. What a scene. Uh, yeah. It, and, oh, man. <clears throat> Kathy Baker. Kathy Baker is so good in this movie. Very underrated actress. Uh, she really hasn't been in a lot of big films. Um, I'm, she was in Edward Scissorhands. Uh, but I, it's escaping me to give you an example who Kathy Baker is right now. But she is amazing. Uh, if you're a fan of The Ranch, the show with uh, uh, Sam Elliott and uh, the other good-looking guy, his name is escaping me right now. He was on The 70s Show. You know who I'm talking about. Anyways, she's on The Ranch, okay? And uh, I forget her character on The Ranch, but she is on there. If Look up Kathy Baker. She is fantastic in this film. Excellent. And in that scene, she is going through some shit. And Morgan Freeman is just downright nasty and oh my god it's just good okay now you can't see it of course and if you're not familiar with this scene i have to reveal something to you uh he at one point picks up a pair of scissors and that is what he is threatening her with cutting her nose her lips and taking out one of her eyes holy shit there is something about scissors used as a weapon that is extremely disturbing to me and he's got it like right up to her face and he's pretty much asking her, uh, which eye do you want me to take out? The right one or the left one? That's fucking scary. This performance would get him nominated for an Oscar as Best Supporting Actor. A notable role for him was in Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton. And a discussion about Keaton will be something of a treat for me. I am slowly learning that Michael Keaton is an important artist. More important than we know. It is this role that will set up his next project, Morgan Freeman, and Lean On Me. Okay, I had mentioned that Street Smart made people take notice. Well, Lean On Me became the film that put him that put him there. And put him there to stay. I mean, that's what I believe anyway. I mean, take a look at this performance. It is fucking powerful. This man has presence, period. He demands respect, and this rendition proves it. This is a true story, and Morgan spent a great deal of time with the real Joe Clark. Although his character is arrogant, he needs to be. It works, and then you get to see him give up his tender side throughout the film as well. Freeman would go on to bring back a role he perfected on stage and bring it to the screen in the memorable Driving Miss Daisy. This film gave Jessica Tandy the Oscar. Freeman was nominated for Best Actor and ultimately won the Golden Globe for his performance. I believe this to be an historic film. It says so much to us and a full episode should be dedicated to this picture. But the relationship build 
between Hulk and Miss Daisy is one for the ages. It's so touching. It's so remarkable. And it just sort of, you can see the barriers being broken down. I mean, isn't it great to see? It just is a wonderful, wonderful film. It was well done. The casting was just, Dan Aykroyd, right? And he, he was nominated for, I think, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this film. Dan Aykroyd. Even he was just great in it. Just like a surprise. Really good movie. Uh, then came one of my favorite war movies of all time. Glory. I still think that this film is immensely underrated. It's a Civil War film and Freeman plays one of a group of African American soldiers fighting for the North Side. The cast is rounded out by Denzel Washington, Matthew Broderick, and Carrie Yules. Freeman's character is sensitive with a realistic view of the world. He is the port in a sea of troubles for the unit of soldiers. This is a film I highly recommend for those who have not seen it. He then had a nice role in Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, this film bombed, by the way. It had a bunch of hype, and it had a bunch of stars, and nobody gave a shit. It was just a piece of shit. Garbage. Garbage movie. It was all hyped up, and then it just came crashing down. It's rare that these things happen, but they do happen. You have all these expectations, and it was this great buildup, and it just didn't work. So... You know, there you go. And then came Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. What a picture this is. Wonderful. He plays Azim. Now, here's a quote from Jack Shaheen, a longtime Arab-American activist about Freeman's performance. Here's the quote. Quote, Morgan Freeman's portrayal of Azim was very positive. That he was portrayed of a devout Muslim and an intelligent, decent man who fights against the sheriff. End a quote. Goes to show how much his performance meant to people, and also goes to show how Freeman brings his intelligence to the roles he does. No matter what the character is, you see his sharpness. And I also love the loyalty of his character as well. Another Western that I respect very much is Unforgiven. This is a project that all film students should watch to see how a film should be made from top to bottom. All aspects of film are displayed here. I guess Morgan Freeman found out about this movie through uh, his co-star Kevin Costner while working in the previous film, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And this film is also important because it brought Clint Eastwood and Morgan together. Eastwood directed this film and would have Morgan join him in doing Million Dollar Baby, which is a oh, just a great film, and I can't wait to talk about that. We're going to get to that. Okay, now here we go. His next film is regarded as one of the greatest movies ever made. Or more like it, it's this. Okay, one of the audience's personal favorites, I would say. Shawshank Redemption is the film that made us stand up and take notice of Morgan Freeman. It always makes me laugh. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. Andy Dufresne, headed for the Pacific. <laughs> Hadley's got him by the throat, right? And he says, I believe this boy's about to have himself an accident. Those of us who knew him best talk about him often. I swear the stuff he pulled. These friends of mine could use a couple of beers. <laughs> and he got it. And he got it. Sometimes it makes me sad, though. Andy being gone. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still... The place you live in is that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess I just miss my friend.
Hmm, right? Can't you just listen to that voice all day long? And he brought a tear to my eye. I guess I just miss my friend. And he means it. I get it. Friends are so important to you. And he misses his friend. What a voice that guy has. Pure velvet. It's wonderful. It's comforting. It makes you just go, sigh, right? It just does. I... How about that moment in the film, too? There's so much going on with Freeman's character. Can you imagine what that guy had gone through? The countless years he was behind those bars, and it became a part of him. And I believe this to be the central theme of the film. How an institution can claim you in some way. It becomes a part of you. It's home. How crazy and fucked up is that? He was the man... They can get you things on the inside, get you a toothbrush, you know, get you gum, whatever. And then he explains that all you would need on the outside are the yellow pages. He lets us know that he has a status in prison. Shawshank, I believe, is an historic film. Here are a few little tidbits about Freeman during filming. I guess it took nine straight hours to shoot the scene that he uh, has thrown the baseball back and forth with another inmate. It took nine straight hours of throwing a baseball back and forth. That's got to hurt. And it did. Freeman showed up the next day of shooting with a sling on. And it took three weeks for Morgan to record all of his voiceovers. Morgan has said that this was his favorite film. Mine too, Morgan. Mine too. And I also love the fact that the character of Red is, of course, a red-haired Irishman of middle age, because that's the way um, Stephen King wrote it in his book. It's a Stephen King story. And Stephen King had this character, and I remember reading it myself. He played a middle-aged Irishman with red hair. I love the fact that the director had Morgan in mind to play this role. He felt that Morgan Freeman was the only one that could play it, no matter what the race. I love that. I love that very much. Don't you? No barriers. That is the way art should be. And it proved to be the right decision, of course, because Mr. Freeman is red. They made it work. Although this film worked out on nearly every level, Freeman has stated that there was a lot of weird friction on the set. And when pressed further about it, He said that that was all he wanted to say on the matter. I had mentioned Outbreak before and remarked how much I liked it. I just find it to be a fascinating story. And Freeman plays a general faced with dealing with this deadly virus that's spreading like wildfire. And it's a pretty scary thought. And notable performances by Hoffman and Kevin Spacey as well. And just to get back to Outbreak for just a second. The movie is about a virus that gets out, right? And the government knows about this virus and has like an antibody serum packed away, you know, so if it's spread, they have the ability to kill it off, but they are the only ones that have this vaccine and this virus, they're trying to use it as a weapon, so to speak. Very scary stuff. The virus ends up mutating into another strain, right? Where it spreads through the air like the flu. Can you imagine? And this virus like kills you within days. It gets you like within an, like an eight hour period. Once it enters your system, it starts to break down everything. It's kind of really scary if you think about it. And honestly, if there is anything like people say the end of the world and how are we going to go? Like, is it going to be a meteor or is it going to be world war? I don't think any of those things. I think it's going to be a virus that gets us in the end. Those little bastards are going to find a way to kill us off. It might be, you know, 10,000 years from now. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be war because there's always going to be like a couple people that make it or, you know, an asteroid. There's always going to be people that survive. A virus can wipe out everyone. Very scary stuff, but fascinating, right? Okay. We're going to move on. Then came Seven with Brad Pitt. You know, I got to say that I truly love this film too. 
And I don't know if it's the performance is better for Morgan Freeman in Shawshank or this one. I don't know. They're pretty, mm, pretty good. Both of them, like side by side. And they were done side by side as well. Right next to each other. Seven is great, isn't it? Just the overall movie. uh, And he works well with Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt is an underrated actor. He's very good. I don't like people picking on Brad Pitt. All right. He brings something kind of cool to the table. And if you notice, he likes to eat in his films. Uh, you may f- uh, Some people will say that they find that people using crutches, so to speak, when they act like eating and, or smoking, they call it smoking acting. Uh, acting teachers hated it. Now, you shouldn't have to use props like smoking or eating to get through a scene to make it seem natural. But you know what? It helps sometimes. I like it. I like when actors use food and and props and cigarettes and I like that kind of acting. If it works for you and it gives you a a more realistic performance, I say do it. Go for it. I don't give a shit. You're smoking a cigarette? Great. Good for you. Good for you. All right. I, I remember so vividly going to see this movie in the theater with a buddy of mine back in the day when this came out. I was entranced with it. I knew that I was seeing greatness. Get this. I guess the two main characters played by Freeman and Pitt were originally supposed to be played by, and I didn't know this, Al Pacino and Denzel Washington. Wow, I find that interesting. Just think of how different a film that would have been, right? And I believe this is the first time that Brad Pitt has come up in this podcast, by the way. I think so. I don't think he's ever come up before. So I find that interesting because just because he's so popular. He has a quirk to him. And like I said before, I I, I like him. He does something different up on screen. And we'll get into Brad Pitt in another episode. I will dedicate a whole episode to Brad Pitt. It'll be fun. And I also have to say that the ending of Seven was brilliant. Just brilliant. All right. Freeman found himself in a Steven Spielberg production called Amistad. I just wasn't a big fan of this one. I'm sorry. Maybe I should give it another try someday. I just, it didn't engage me the way I thought it would. Maybe I had these really high expectations about Amistad and it just didn't deliver for me at the time I watched it. So maybe I have to just watch it again. Then Deep Impact came along and this one was good. Such a nice cast. Listen to this. Robert Duvall. Oh yeah. Elijah Wood. Gotta love that guy. So different. And I don't know. He's been around for a long time. Being a kid actor and all. I mean, he's been around his whole life, right? Uh, There's Tia Leone. Vanessa Redgrave, Max Schnell, James Cromwell, and Blair Underwood. Freeman wanted to have his character, which was the president, to be wearing an earring. The director is like, ain't gonna happen. But he did allow him to show a bit of a tattoo from his shirt sleeves being pulled up. So, you know, you gotta give and take a little bit. Uh, This is an interesting quote from this film in the definition of arrogance and stupidity. Give a listen to this. In a 2016 interview with the New York Times, Lori McCreary, who was president of the PGA and Morgan Freeman's producing partner, recounted that when Mimi Letter wanted to cast Freeman as the U.S. president, the studio objected on the basis that it wasn't realistic to cast a black person as president. McCreary recalled that one studio executive said, Quote, unquote, we're not making a science fiction movie. You can't have Morgan Freeman play the president. Aside from the obvious racism present in the notion that a black president is inherently unrealistic. Just a decade after this movie came out, the United States did elect Barack Obama. The executive was also mistaken about Deep Impact not being a science fiction movie. Basically, the executive was a moron. Along Came a Spider was next, and A Sum of All Fears was also an interesting film to watch. And I just wanted to point this fact out. Between the years 2003 to 2005, Morgan Freeman did 15 projects. That is simply incredible. And here are some of those noteworthy films along with A Sum of All Fears. There was Dreamcatcher, 
And I really like that one. I'm a big Stephen King fan. Bruce Almighty. Him and Jim Carrey were wonderful together and such a nice message. And Freeman portrays God in such a delightful way. I can't speak for all audiences, of course, but I love this soft and sensitive rendition. And don't you just want God to look like Morgan Freeman? That would be nice. You just want to give him a big hug. And it looks like he'd be a good hugger, right? All right. There was also Million Dollar Baby, and I will touch on that in just a second. Uh, There was Edison, Batman Begins, and An Unfinished Life. All right. Million Dollar Baby is a gem. A gem of a film. If you have never seen it, shame on you. (laughs) Clint Eastwood is at his best as he directed this film and starred in it. And it's a heartfelt film. A tough one to watch at certain times because of the content. But you see performances by Eastwood and Freeman that are truly remarkable. Hilary Swank is fantastic. Freeman is very comfortable in this role. He's so grounded as an actor. And I truly love this performance. I mean, can you honestly see anyone else playing that role? I think you can say that about every role he plays, Morgan Freeman. I'm not kidding. That is a true testament to the quality of work that Freeman gives us. He won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor and well done, well done. He reprised the role of God in uh, Evan Almighty. And I have to say that I actually enjoyed the sequel better than the original. I just did. I, I thought the Evan Almighty was better. I did. I laughed more during Evan Almighty. Not that I didn't. With Bruce Almighty, because Jim Carrey, I told you, one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. But Evan Almighty, I don't know, there's something about that one. It was really funny. Okay, Gone Baby Gone is another great film, and I love these kinds of movies. And uh, this was the debut of Ben Affleck as a director. Well done. Ben Affleck, he's proving to be quite a talent. I also love the city of Boston, by the way. And it's such a beautiful city. Any movie, I think. That has to do with Boston, I'll check out. I'm not going to say I'm going to love it, but I'll check it out. I watched The Bucket List about a month ago. Nicholson and Freeman. Brilliant. I teared up at the end, of course. Eh, it got to me. I love Freeman's acting choices at the beginning of the film when he's dealing with the difficult Jack. And Jack can be difficult. Uh, He just matches him jab for jab. And The Dark Knight, of course, is a film that has a number of actors that I want to highlight in the future. Like Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, that's going to be epic. Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, and Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, you heard me correctly. Anthony Michael Hall from Breakfast Club fame. You will be, uh, listen, doing an episode on him, you will be pleasantly surprised, believe me. Freeman stars among a wonderful cast, and it is just an awesome film altogether. And I am going to, in the future, dedicate a whole episode to The Dark Knight. Other movies of note are Invictus, Freeman with an Oscar nomination for Best Actor with Invictus, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, Olympus Has Fallen, Transcendence, and London Has Fallen. Morgan Freeman has been nominated for a total of five Academy Awards. Here are his four nominations. Street Smart, Driving Miss Daisy, The Shawshank Redemption, and Invictus. His Oscar victory was as Best Supporting Actor in Million Dollar Baby. People die every day, Frankie. Mopping floors, washing dishes. And you know what that last thought is? I never got my shot. If she dies today, you know what her last thought would be? I think I did all right. The autumn night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole. I think whatever God there may be for my uncomfortable soul. In the fellow collective circumstance, 
I have not cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of fate, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the shadow of the shade. Yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me, unafraid. Someone asked me once, and you were about to do it, what would you do if you weren't an actor, if you didn't make it as an actor? I have no idea. I would act somewhere. Maybe I'd be driving a cab, maybe I'm working in somebody's yard, whatever I'm doing, I will act. Because I'll die if I don't. You do it because you have to do it. If, if you spend 20 years waiting tables, at night, if you were a writer, you're writing. And it's the same thing with any discipline. Painters paint. I don't care what else they have to do to put food on the table or pay the rent, they're paint. And I think that's the same way all the way around. Writers write, painters paint, actors act. Matters not how straight the gate, how punishment charged the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now that is a true artist. And I'm not fucking around. That is a great example of someone who loves art and he pretty much told you right there in that clip that I played for you that he would be an artist, actor, slash whatever else he had to be in order to survive. Whether it's a waiter, a busboy, whatever. Uh, working at McDonald's. If he was able to keep himself uh, working as an actor in some way, that would be fine with him. Artists are artists. And Morgan Freeman, God bless him, is an artist. He never gave up. He knew that he was an artist. It would not allow himself to accept anything else. Although he was a working actor for many years, he didn't reach star status until later on in his life. He is the perfect example of never giving up on your dreams. His voice is full of conviction and reason and hope. And we should listen. It was indeed an honor discussing this talented and inspirational artist today. And thank you for listening to The Actors Room. Please leave comments. Please leave reviews. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a moment and explain a little something uh, and also in reference to a kind of week I had. Uh, this I've brought up before. I'm using an app on my phone called Opinion to do these podcasts. And not knowing too much about podcast work and things like that, this is the first time I'm ever diving into anything of this nature. I didn't know anything about it. Well, I'm slowly learning. This Opinion app is going to be closing down in its hosting portion which means all of my episodes will not be supported by this app anymore. I'm going to have to find myself another hosting site. So I was going to concentrate this week on researching that. I'm going to have to find something, and I'm going to have to do it the right way. I don't want to make a half-assed decision. Um, I'm having fun doing this, so I'm going to have to start putting some money into this. So what's going to happen is I'm going to find a hosting site. I'm going to be getting a new website. It's going to be... Uh, better, a little more organized. It's going to have some bells and whistles. I'm going to be promoting my uh, website. I'm going to be promoting my Twitter account better, my Facebook page. I'm going to be promoting this show. I'm going to be putting a little bit of money into this show. Not a lot, just a little bit, promoting it. 
I think it deserves it. Um, why not? I see myself doing this for a little while because I find that I'm really enjoying this very much. And even having a rough week as I did, I still was able to get it done, which is pretty cool. So I'm going to do that. Um, and I'm going to keep you updated about that and keeping uh, me in your mind with uh, talking with people about uh, podcasts. And, you know, I think they come up often when you're having conversation. They're getting popular, more and more popular day by day. And there's a lot of podcasts coming out. Please keep me in mind. Hey, check out Jeff's podcast. It's called The Actors Room. You like actors? You like movies? Well, check it out. You might like it. Word of mouth is great. I'm getting more and more views on my show. And thank you very much. There are out there are people out there listening to my show. It's really flattering. It's not a lot of people. And I don't know who is. I have no idea who's listening. I just get numbers. And I see the numbers and it makes me smile. My podcast is still pretty popular in my category. That's flattering. Uh, the next thing I want to see is when I go to search and just put in acting, I want to see my show come up. That's when I'm going to know that I'm going somewhere. So maybe I will eventually get there. I'm excited. I'm going to be taking the next step. So thank you so much for supporting me. And I have to tell you that going on to iTunes and subscribing, leaving reviews, um, and giving a five-star review is actually very important. And my show will go nowhere until that happens, I'm finding. If there are no reviews and no comments, uh, the show may go nowhere. And I'll have to stop doing it. And I don't want that to happen. I'm going to need support. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. And I am going to leave you with this. Put in a movie tonight. One that you love. Put your feet up. Have a drink. Maybe it was a rough day today. Let me tell you. I had a rough day today. But I feel so much better now. I did this podcast. I did this episode. And I am in a great mood right now. It makes me happy to talk about actors. It really does. And I love talking about them with you. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a good one.